you feel like you're running life through the motions day after day? Do you feel sluggish with little energy to be able to spend time with your family? Do you feel like you're just not living up to your full potential? What if I told you you could transform your life through mindset and movement? Here on the Ecala Podcast, you'll be inspired, be motivated, and be able to take action to become that best version of yourself. The Ecala Podcast is for those who want the opportunity to better themselves through health and wellness. Here you'll learn tips from experts in their field, hear inspirational stories to help uncover your full potential. Now, are you ready to transform your life? Welcome to the Ecala Podcast. Today, we have a special guest, Jason Clark, on, and I'm um, really excited for him to come on. I've been waiting to speak to him. It's been months, but Jason is someone that recently completed a Spartan Ultra Beast. Is that right? Yeah, Ultra World Championships in uh, Telluride, Colorado. Yes. Well, I, I, I was working with Jason prior to that, and I've been excited to hear about his how his experience was. But before we get into that, if you could go ahead and just introduce yourself, Jason. Yeah, sure. Uh, my name is uh, Jason Clark, 44 years old now, but I turn uh, 45 in uh, September. So a little on the older side to be, uh, to be running around in the mountains. I'm originally from, uh, from a small town called Neyland, California, way up uh, by Eureka. Uh, yeah, so I grew up there, a uh, real small town. Awesome. What are you doing currently? What kind of work do you do? I'm a program manager right now for a tech company for Meta. Okay. And is that, you actually, I think we had this discussion before. You actually, uh, your degree was in something else, right? Than what you're doing now? It was actually, yeah. So so, uh, my degree was in electronics engineering. And so uh, that was in the late 90s when, a long time ago now, when Silicon Valley was still... uh, was still silicon. So it was all about microprocessor design and manufacturing. And so that was my big idea. I was going to move to the Bay Area and do that. But the bottom fell out of the market in 2001 and all that crashed. And so uh, I had to go a different way. Okay. And then for you, you're actually a family man. Yes. Yeah. I have uh, two beautiful daughters, Alessandra and Vivian. They're twins. They're nine, almost 10 years old now. Yeah. That great. So you're similar to me, like to two girls. Yeah, I love having girls. Love having girls. Yeah, they love they love dad. Yeah, that's great. So with as far as your how how do you right now you you've had a, a big year this past year with training and everything. Have you always been active? No, actually not at all. Before in 2016, um I had been Leading up to 2016, I had been uh, really very sedentary. Uh, I was probably 30, 35 um, pounds overweight. And I decided that I was no longer satisfied with that. And I wanted to make some changes. And so it started out really small, two 30-minute training sessions with a personal trainer twice a week. That was about all I could handle Mm -hmm. in the beginning. Um, But I kept showing up. And I kept at it, um, even when it didn't feel like I was getting anywhere or it was making much of a difference. And um, I kept building on that. Uh, started with uh, 
a Spartan um, stadium event, which was five miles long, and I thought I was going to die. So was that in 2016? It was. Actually, it was in 2017. So that was the first Spartan event I, I did was a stadium. So, so how, many, how long were you already doing personal training leading up to the, the stadium event? Probably eight, eight months, maybe. Okay. And was it your personal trainer that encouraged you to do that? Or is that something that you've been eyeing? I, I met uh, a trainer um, by the name of Ty Rawlinson, mm-hmm. uh, Mission Peaks Partners. And so he originally went to a, um, a group training class with him and he was talking about uh, Spartan stuff. And so that's where I first met him. Uh, and that's where I first got interested in, in Spartan uh, overall. Yeah. Great. Well, and then so you did that event. And how did it feel after that event? Well, I felt great after, after I got through that. Um, what I really liked was my kids were, were really impressed. Um, and I, it had an impact on them and, and they, they kind of picked up, um, an interest in fitness, um, along the way. Seeing you being more active and you setting the example. Yeah. I mean, they saw me lose, um, about 30, 35 pounds, depending on where I'm at at any given time. And, uh, I mean, I went, uh, you know, from there, I, I, I think I actually, took it a little bit too far. I think I started, you know, overtraining for a while and, but I kept, um, you know, went going from, you know, the Spartan stadium series to, uh, the next level up, which is the, uh, super, which is about eight miles. And then from there to the, to the beast. And so I just kept over the years, just building and slowly building and slowly adding, uh, more and more. But one of the things that I learned in leading up to leading up to the ultra world championships and in working with you was, um, you know, I had some overtraining injuries that I had to recover from while at the same time, uh, strengthening, you know, for the event. And so I actually had my training volume leading up to the event, try to recover from some shoulder and tendinosis, uh, issues that, you know, that you're, that you're aware of. And so, um, you know, and that's when I started really digging into sort of the mental aspects of of those long endurance events. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which led to some changes in, in how I trained and how I think. Yeah, I mean, to be able to go through a a demanding course um, like you did in October. Um, well, even you you had a history too, also like a back pain. Was that prior to when you started working out, or was that um, when you just started working out? Yeah, I had, I had lower back pain actually leading up to when I started work out. And that was actually a, a factor that, that motivated me to, to try to want to, you know, get more fit. I would have really debilitating back problems in my lower back that would, prior to 2016, I would be laid in bed for a week on a Vicodin and muscle relaxers. And it was, uh, it happened probably every few months, every six months. Mm-hmm. Uh, recurring injuries and and um, starting on that fitness journey nearly eliminated all of those. Really? So, what do you think exacerbated this back pain when you would get them? Was it related to sitting? Was it related to um, just different episodes of you maybe lifting something and tweaking it? Or what do you think um, was the issue? Well, that's interesting you ask that because I've been looking into that again uh, recently. It, it turns out that that I have some adaptations in my back. I have a little bit of scoliosis and then uh, I don't have a, a curvature in the lower part of my spine. It's very straight. I'm sure you've seen that, how stiff, you know, it gets. Um, and so um, 
Yeah, and so I'm working with a chiropractor now to try to try to reverse, you know, some of those adaptations. But basically, the lack of the curvature in the lower part of my spine means that my back wasn't properly supported. So, so it was more filling it then for sure, like when you were sitting down for some time? Yeah, sitting and compressing for sure. And then I think just carrying around extra weight was putting an extra, mm-hmm. extra burden on it. And so... Uh, but you started to get more active and moving around more, spending time for yourself, and slowly that back pain got better then, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, a combination through strengthening and uh, leaning out a little bit. And I think, I think, you know, more mobility, more activity is just all, it makes, makes everything, almost doesn't seem like what, what cures what ails you. It doesn't matter, you know, what it is, you know, uh-huh. that's why. You know, doctors, every time you go see the doctor, they're going to ask you, how often are you exercising? Um, because it's just, it just helps everything. Everything. In my yeah. Opinion, one guy's opinion. Mo- movement is medicine. It really is. Motion is lotion. It creates that natural lubrication. It's good for our joints. It's it, mentally, it, it has a big uh, mental component for myself. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, why, why do you then... Going into why we work out, like why do you then work out yourself? I know you mentioned about it did help your back, but continuing on now, what drives you to want to work out? Uh, That's a good question. I think for me, it comes down to progressing. I like I like improving. So once I started to see, you know, changes in how I feel, changes in how I look. It was, uh, it's a reinforcing. I wouldn't say that I'm always motivated to work out. And I think part of the challenge I was found into early on was I was just waiting for like the perfect time and the perfect place when I, when I wasn't too hot and it wasn't too cold. And <laughs> it was like, just uh-huh. then I'll go, you know, work out. And I think one of the things I learned is that like the motivation comes from the doing. So like, Showing up even when you don't want to and you're tired and you don't feel like it. But if you just keep showing up and, and you keep doing it anyway, that's where I feel like, you know, the motivation really comes from. Because that that adherence and that 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 drives the results and, and, and that keeps you um you know, really keeps you going. I, I just I feel like I'm in competition with myself and, and I'm always just trying to, you know, push it just a little bit further you know if i can do step a then now i'm gonna do, you know it's time for you know for step b and it it wasn't a big transformational change it was just tiny little steps along the way over time and you're talking about years then yeah yeah so you you made it a, a necessity even though you didn't want to do it you knew it needed to be done and then it, it sounds like it it sets you up in the right. Yeah, it does. It's, it's, it carries a momentum, I think, with it. You know, if you keep after it and keep going, you know, eventually you're, you feel more like you're just carried along than, than something you just have to keep pushing on. Right. Yeah, because, I mean, we can always find excuses, but you really, you know, it's, it's for the good. So you do it and then it sets you up for the rest of the day. Um, no, I love it. Um, that's motivating. I mean, yeah, because there could be so many excuses we could put on ourselves, but we have to just do it and just have it a part of life. So 
Well, thank you so much for sharing. There's, I want to learn more. We're going to have to have another episode of really your experience of that long run that you did. And so I look forward to having a part two and getting you back on. So thank you so much, Jason, for sharing. Thank you. Thanks. So I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening. But wait, we want to keep you updated and continue to be inspired and motivated. Follow us on our Instagram page at Ecola Strong. We'll see you on the next episode.